weeks, months, and a year of preparation all come down to this fantasy football championships. We get you set for week 17 of the fantasy football season with our start, sits, and sleepers. It's the IBT podcast. Let's get after it. Cause I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away, with the jet sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves, like they seen every play, so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law, with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line for you, with they Just one thing to say, yeah, what they don't know. Something they hadn't seen. I'm off that mean Joe Green. It got me fading between. Yeah, I got it. And I got it. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Good Friday, December 29th, 2023. Titles will be won or lost. Dreams will be made or crushed this Sunday. It's all on the line in our fantasy football championships. My name is Seth Wilcock, and thanks to another stellar performance from my guy, motherfucking Brees Hall, I'm heading high into the weekend, feeling good. And uh, Ryan Shotgun, I think a guy also feeling pretty good this weekend. He's been a tremendous asset to this company's growth this season. A dude who fought a fucking skunk for us this Tuesday evening. Uh, you may know him as Tex, Summertime Eric, or Raise the Romoff. He's Eric Romoff. What's up, Eric? Man, I had to uh, I had to walk over the shrapnel of everything I was throwing at that skunk on Tuesday to try to get into the studio today. And yeah, uh, no, no skunks to report on the way up. Just... Uh, just, just good vibes, man. Vibes are high. It's championship week. We're uh, we're a few days away from the new year, which is always a reflective time. Something that I yes. like to do, but don't do as much as I as I should. So, just love love this time of year. Love being here on Fridays. I am with you, man, and uh, really blessed to have you here with us because we got a stacked program for week number seventeen. Yes, we are unloading sir. the big guns. We got a lot of great guests lined up for everyone. Do you want to give the people the rundown on what they can expect today, Eric? Yeah, so we're uh, we're starting off as is tradition here on the Friday show. Going to do a little front and center recap and electric Tuesday or Thursday night football game, at least an electric first half of that game. Then we're heading into matchup management. We're taking your questions with our special guest Alex, uh, peaked in high school, the trade daddy himself. So yes. if you have any questions, make sure you start loading those into the comments right now. And last but certainly not least, sure things sleepers of the week. If you have a mash unit, a hobbled team heading into your championship game, you need to reach a little bit deeper down the rankings for someone that can contribute to a title. Short thing super of the week is, is for you. We're going to go a little bit deeper down the ranks and find some guys we think can get double digits this week. I'm excited for it. And looks like we got already the uh, IBT family popping in the chat. We got Dave. He was ready to go. Feel good Fridays, hey, baby. Hey. Let's go. Good to see good you, Dave. We got Albert in the chat. Good afternoon, IBT. Good to see you, Albert. Hope you're having a great feel good Friday. Uh, and then we got Paul back in the chat. Man, guys, yes, I'm sir. in championship. Thanks to your help. Thank you Just for tuning it. in with us, Paul. We're glad to hear you stuck it out with us. Um, but he's stuck again, so he's going to have some questions for us. We'll get to those later in the show. Uh, appreciate everyone being here with us and just appreciate all the support this season. It's been really, really cool. I set a very lofty goal. I set like a, a realistic goal and then a lofty goal for site clicks in a month. And we're about to hit the uh, lofty goal. So I'm super excited yes, about that. Thank you guys to everyone checking out all the awesome content our creators are, are creating over there at inbetweenmedia.com. And we're almost at our goal here on YouTube as well, Eric. 750 subscribers. That's what we set before the season. And we're almost there as well. Oh, man. The, uh, the first rule of goals, have some, right? Just think yes. about how you want things to be. Write them down. Come up with a plan for how you get there. And more often than not, right, like you you go out and execute on it. And you're you're going to be right around that point if not shooting past it. So. 
super yes. pumped with all the uh, all the success we've seen on the site. I mean, I mean, what we're three days away from the new year, so let's uh, let's make a push and and get get the uh, get the YouTube goal in the in the books as well, right? We're just a handful away. Let's do it, man. And I honestly think, like I say it all the time, that we have the best audience. We have the best family members here at IBT. And I'm dead serious. Earlier this year, uh, one of our great family members, Wendy, sent me a bunch of old Jeff Gordon diecast. That was super kind of her. Wendy. And then this week on my port shows up a huge box of meat uh, from our, our girl, Didi cooking at the lake house. She's in these live chats Yo. regularly. She sent us a box of meat, Eric. I'm feeling good. She's uh, shipping meat around the country. Didi, what's up? Hit me, hit my DMs. <laughs> I'll get you my, my, my address. I yeah, love gonna... mystery meat on my porch. There we also, go. dude, we're, we're at seven 49. One of you watching right now can be the one that gets us over the goal. Like it's, it's so easy. It's such a huge way to support all, all that we're doing over here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, here, here's a shout out from Dave pros versus Joe's got a shout out on the goat district show with JD and Dan Williamson. That's your other, oh. uh, your, your other affairs over there, Eric. And, uh, how's that, how's that going? Is that wrapping up this week as well? Or are you guys going to week 18 over there? I wouldn't know. Cause I didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. You were in the, uh, 50% of the field that didn't make it in. We are going this week and this week alone for our title. And we have some, uh, we have some familiar faces playing for a championship. Our very own Bo McBigtime facing Ooh. off against our guest in the next segment, Alex Korf, peaked in high school. We have we have a, a potential on air with us here today. There we go. There we go. Glad to hear it, man. And uh, looks like we got our friends, the IDP Guys Network. They are in the chat. Subscribed. Hey, yes, we appreciate it. Uh, I will say their founder, Nate Cheat, he is one of the guys who's helped us reach our goals. He's been a great mentor to me. And here he is showing up or one of his members of his team showing up for us, helping us reach that goal as well. So really cool to see that. Thank you so much, guys. And actually just put a really cool column out on the site, kind of talking a little bit about this network and what they've been able to do here in the industry the last couple of years. So cool story. Before we get to starts and sits, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this Thursday night football game. That was fun. You know, hey, the frisky jets, they always so make it interesting. And uh let's break it down front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. How about you come to the place? Just try to have some fun. Ain't gotta worry about something not what it means. Come and give me another cause the night is young At least I so thought This just in breaking news front and center Breaking news, Joe Flacco can still sling the fucking pill. He did it again here on yeah, Thursday night football. Buddy. Browns 37, Jets 20. And honestly, like if you started people in fantasy this week, Eric, it was glorious all around. Joe Flacco comes out 22.66 points for him. And right off the couch, he continues to tear it up. Didn't have his best wide receiver going up against one of the toughest defenses for opposing quarterbacks. It didn't matter. I was scared to start him in one of my leagues. That I needed a spot quarterback start and I highly regret sitting him. Uh, your thoughts on Joe Mother F and Flacco? Man, the the dude is just absolutely living the dream right now. Like, goes out and puts up over 300 yards basically in the first half, right? Like, he had himself a damn day through two quarters of football. Uh, he did, you know, he did have the interception. You know, part of the the magic of this version of <laughs> yeah. Joe Flacco is he's just like completely willing to uncork it. So you'll you'll find these interceptions here or there. In this case, that interception was a magical play by the Jets defense right self-tipped ran back for a pick six yeah so yeah I mean for for me like this this was really a tale of two halves in in this game right 57 points scored throughout the game 51 of them were in the first half like everyone wow. just went into that halftime locker room we're like all right we'll just we'll chill we'll run this one out Joe Flacco was falling asleep on the sideline <laughs> in the second half it was just I mean look Thursday night football has this reputation of being you know some of the lamer games on any given mm -hmm. slate but this week i mean like this this joint delivered 
It did. It absolutely did. Paul making that point in the chat here yeah. that Flacco was falling asleep on the bench. Looks like we got Derek in the chat as well. Good Great. to see you, Derek. And yes, it is Nate tuning in over from the IDP Guys Network. We appreciate you, Nate. And uh, Brees Hall. What about our guy, Brees Hall? He was a shower beer, one of our uh, winners of Thursday Night Football. And is there a case after 27.6 PPR points from him, Eric, that he could be in the fantasy MVP conversation? You were getting him in fourth, fifth rounds of drafts sometimes if you were waiting until August. And I mean, he's been nothing but spectacular. He did have that two point performance, which I think dings him uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. But other than that, this guy has been absolutely lightning for your squad. Yeah, I, I think so. Right. Like the the tricky thing is it's it's been candidly a, a bit of a roller coaster season for Brees Hall, right? So like I'm not sure what percentage of teams that draft him still roster him right now, but there there are plenty of teams that are live in the championship round of their playoffs yeah. because of him, right? Whether it was getting pretty solid value on him as like a fourth, you know, some sometimes fifth round kind of guy, as everyone was freaking out about Davlin Cook. Or if, you know, they went out and, and bought the dip, as we often advocated for on this show, you know, if if, if you've been holding on to Brees Hall these last five or six weeks, I mean, he's he's been putting your team on his back. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he is one of the higher rostered players in terms of teams that are in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think uh, ESPN put out an article this week. I think he was right around 22% or so of, of teams That's in these lot. finals have him. So, yeah, and That's I'm in five finals. I have him in four of them, and vibes are really high heading into hey, the yo. weekend. Um, shout out Dave Njoku, too. This guy just continues to prove he's always been a stud. We knew he was coming in as a first-round pick. I was hyped on him all the way back in 2018. I made a bet back with one of my college roommates that year that he would be better than Jared Cook, of all people. And I lost more money than I had at the time. So that was a real bummer. Uh, but it's cl- I'm glad to see Njoku's finally making it right. And he's had a great performance. And then T's and P's out to Elijah Moore. Kind of a, a scary situation there uh, towards the end of the game. 17.1 PPR points for him. So uh, good to see. But, you know, we're, we're hoping all the best for him after what looked like a pretty traumatic brain injury there, Eric. Yeah, I mean, look, this this game is violent and scary, and these things can kind of come out of nowhere, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. Moore was having a you know a ceiling game for you know for himself in in this kind of revenge game set up against his former yeah. team, and it obviously you know has has this you know, takes this big hit and, and is you know clearly working his way through uh, you know through a, a brain injury or concussion of some sort, right? We, mm-hmm. I'm no doctor, so I won't try to concu- to uh, to diagnose it, but yeah, very scary injury. And obviously, we'll uh, we'll be pulling for him to to make the rebound on this Browns team. That I mean, they th- this is a squad that can make some noise down the stretch run, right? I've been bragging about it for weeks now. I'm I'm holding a futures ticket for them <laughs> to make the Super Bowl. And I mean, there's pretty lofty buyout options here in Week 17 after this performance, right? So I mean, this this is a squad that you know is going to need all of its its horses down the down the stretch and. Uh, you know, we we obviously hope that we're we're talking about a quick recovery in the case of Elijah Moore. Shout out to your uh, fortitude over there for, for getting that future in when you did, Eric. I, I called you a sicko. Still might be a little bit of a sicko, but but you know, it, I, it was I, it was literally when there was there was reporting that Joe Flacco was on a plane to Cleveland. I just went and slid a little half unit in there, and look at us now. There you go. Uh, probably some nice cash out options for you as well. Uh, looks like we got Jamie in the chat. What's hey, up, Jamie. Jamie? Good to see you, man. And uh, sharing some love for the IDP network. We appreciate you, Jamie. Uh, Eric, let's go ahead. We didn't really have any losers in this game besides uh, Deshaun Watson's ego. So let's go ahead. Let's bring in our next guest and get into uh, a little bit of matchup management. <laughs> Who's it going to be for your fantasy football championships? We tell you that, and we are joined by a new guest of the show. He's the product manager at Draft Sharks, founder of Peakton High School, which may have the best dynasty trade value chart around. I'm on it constantly, Easily. so hopefully you're getting some website clicks from Pennsylvania here. His name is Alex Korf. What's up, Alex? Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And yes, I've I've been tracking you. I definitely see a lot of clicks out of Pennsylvania and a weird amount out of Denmark. Ooh, okay. Hey yo. Okay. 
There we go. There we go. We, our other guest is, uh, he's from the UK, so I don't think he's in the Denmark crowd, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear that, you know, the Danish, Danish, is that how you say the Denmark folks? I, I'm shocking. I, I don't know. I have no idea why. I'm just like, did, I didn't know if there's something else that like maybe I interfere with that they were Googling something <laughs> else, but there's, there's a lot of them. I don't, it's a, a shocking amount for how, you know, small a country is or, you know, yeah. compared to watching NFL, you'd think, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Alex, the man of the SEO. How are we feeling heading into the championship weekend? How has the vibes been over at Draft Sharks and Peakton High School for you this season? I mean, it's been great. It's been a pretty solid year overall. I mean, we had a lot of Brees Hall. I have Brees Hall on my pros with Joe's team last there night. I wasn't upset by that. So okay. uh, it's it's been good. It's I mean, we're starting to shift into 2024 now. It's, it's, it's time to start looking to the future. So that's what I'm pretty much already doing, already looking at new tools and, and that type of content and work already awesome well glad to hear it man thank you so much for joining us and before we get to everyone's questions i do want to break down this week 17 slate as we usually do because it's an interesting one there are a lot of games that i feel like i want to be a part of for fantasy and then there are other ones i'm trying to avoid as a whole alex is there one or two games in specifically that you're targeting for your fantasy football championship matchups yeah i i mean anytime that you're looking at a fast paced or a, a positive game script. You know, you want those high game totals. Lions and Cowboys are going to be great. Yeah. Uh, 49ers and technically the commanders exist, but maybe Terry McLaurin, what, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Dolphins, Ravens, you got to hit those. And then, you know, Packers, Vikings is probably going to be a pretty interesting game uh, overall. Those are some of the ones I'm kind of looking at. Yeah, I'm really excited about uh, Chiefs Bengals as well. I think that's going to be one where I'm trying to get kind of as much exposure as I can. Legeria Sneed might be banged up hanging in this weekend. I think that could uncork some things in this Bengals offense that did pretty well against Pittsburgh last week. And the defense, you know, just let Mason Rudolph go ham on him. So I'm excited for that one. Eric, are there any games you're interested in that we haven't mentioned or ones you're avoiding this week in week number 17? Um... Of the games that we haven't mentioned, I um I don't mind getting a little weird in the uh, in the battle of the birds, the Eagles and the Cardinals. Okay. Um, look, this this Eagles defense has been uh, hemorrhaging points through the air, right? So, um, you know they've they've tightened up a little bit since old uh, old Matt Patricia has come in, but you know this is a game that you know could still push for fifty points, and from a, a DFS perspective, probably isn't going to draw a ton of of roster ship overall. So. That one being overlooked is is certainly interesting for me. Uh, you know, beyond that, I mean, there there are some there are definitely some some fair share of blowouts and one sided games. Um, I'm not all that interested for two weeks in a row in your uh, in your lures going against Seattle <laughs> yeah. this week. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a slugfest, uh, you know, uh, uh, field position kind of battle. So anytime that's the case, you know, you're you're obviously minimizing fantasy output so I'll, I'll probably deprioritize that one on the uh on the list for the dfs slate yeah a little bit hit or miss there with the defenses like we know these are defensive fronts that can get after the quarterback which may you know hurry and pressure mason rudolph geno smith but the secondaries are a little bit vulnerable as well so i am excited to see how that one can shake out there and can the lures make a playoff push? That's what we're going to find out here in week number 17. Alex, anyone else you're avoiding here on this slate that you're trying to limit your fantasy exposure to? Yeah, I, I think the Carolina and Jaguars game is going to be probably disgusting. Uh, I, but yeah. so I'm a little bit interested in Carolina actually as almost oh. maybe, maybe a, a contrarian play a little bit. DJ Chark is probably going to end up in a flex or two of mine in DFS particularly, not, not in like in a, Mm -hmm. season long please please actually don't start those guys <laughs> um, i can't stress this enough adam thielen actually is back up into the top 30 32 for me this week uh because jaguars have been terrible but i am not particularly interested in starting any jaguars uh pass catchers versus carolina that has just been a, a you know terrible for, for the all, all season really it's so rare that we get like one of the worst NFL teams and you don't want to play your receivers against them, but that's what we have in Carolina. And Eric, I think you probably support the claim about the contrarian play in Carolina. I know you like maybe a, a nice little spot start in some super flexes or in DFS for Bryce Young as well. Yeah, I do. That was my, uh, that was my headline from earlier this week. Check out uh, that show and those clips on the YouTube channel if you haven't already, but yeah, I, I think that you know we we saw a lot to like from um, Young last week, and I think he probably keeps that trend going this week, right? This Jaguars defense, 
I mean, they've they've really been getting you know dragged to the meat grinder these last few weeks, but on the season are very much so a a pass funnel. So I, I think we'll we'll see him you know carry forward with you know this this nice timing routes, the anticipation he showed against the the Packers last week. I'd I'd like him to to keep the train moving this week against those Jags. All right. Well, guys, let's get into some questions here for the IBT family. And no pressure. It's only people's entire season on the line here. Uh, let's start with one from our guy, Toronto Dave. PPR, Jalen Warren or Rahid Shahid? So a, a little bit of uh, foreshadowing. I do like Shahid this week. I think he's a really nice upside play. I'll talk about him potentially in our sleepers of the week. Um, with that being said, though, Alex, Jalen Warren, I mean, he's as steady as it comes. Got a great floor most weeks. You know, never going to leave you under six PPR points, but he's been really hard to hit any type of ceiling outside of the 12, 13 point range. Maybe once or twice he's done this season. Yeah, I mean, it's a floor versus ceiling. Like, what do you think you need in your flex? Like, that's that's the answer. And you can't get any more floor versus ceiling players than these two that you've probably yeah. hit, to be honest. Like, Warren, I, I technically have Warren projected for more points. But we also have the option to sort by ceiling and then, uh, as well. And then Shahid jumps way up over him in PPR. It's, it's not even close. So uh, I'm a gambling man a little bit. I'm probably going Shahid here just because I also have a soft spot for that guy uh, just okay. in general. Okay, and Eric, I think this potentially, I've said this before and it has not been, but I think this might be in the matchup I'm playing Dave in a championship. So I'm going to remove my bias. Whoa. Where are you going here for Dave, Warren, or Shahid? Wait, we, we had an agreement. You're supposed to give Dave bad advice <laughs> whenever you're answering questions for your matchup. Um, look, I mean, the, the way that Alex laid it out is identical to how I think about this situation. Technically, I've got Warren four spots ahead of Shahid. But he is far and away, you know, the the floor play here, right? So if you know, if you are a big favorite, if you if you had basically anybody not named Garrett Wilson playing last night and you're you're front running now, you can you can definitely feel pretty comfortable clicking Warren's name. If you're you know, if you're trying to, you know, outpace your guy or uh, make up a little bit of a deficit, Shahid is the way to go, right? Like this this Tampa Bay secondary has just been getting cooked all year. So don't don't think that changes this week. All right. I love it. Um, here is another question we have from our guy, Primetime Z. Start to Bijan Robinson, Travis Etienne, Alvin Kamara. Alex, where do you go on this one? I love the matchup for Etienne, but as you mentioned, a little bit of a slog fest, and he has two great uh, other options here in Kamara, Bijan. Can you sit Etienne, who's been a top five running back this season? I think I'm actually sitting Bijan here. Okay. Uh, I, I don't love the Chicago matchup in the scheme of things. I definitely like the Carolina matchup more. And in terms of, I think, gar almost guarantee workload, I think ETN's going to definitely, there's no Tyler Algier for ETN, right? Like, oh, they're going to give it to Dearness Johnson. Yeah. No, that's not really. I mean, they will a little bit, but no, there's no chance that you're going to see CPAT for some reason steal a bunch of goal line carries for ETN. That's not happening. Uh, and then, it, so I see it more as uh, Kamara versus Bijan. And I do have, Kamara a little bit higher in full point PPR, uh, but they're all great options, uh, which makes it a lot harder to pick from. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I agree with you. And I think with so much being on the line down there in Tampa Bay that I'm a little more inclined to play Kamara, I think a little bit more on the line and honestly with Bijan Robinson, this is a great Chicago defense all of a sudden, Eric, that they've been stellar the last couple months or so. Um, so I, I think I'm with Alex here. I'm benching Bijan. Any digression from you? Yeah, I'm, I'm in lockstep, right? And this, you know, this Chicago Bears defense being tough, particularly against the run, isn't even really of late, right? Like they, they had really starting to tighten things up even before the trade deadline. And they went out and obviously added a stellar piece to get all the better. So you know, for for me, I I know that Ejon that that Ejon that Etn has uh, has has been um, you know a, a little hit or miss down the stretch, but th his workload is insane, right? Like seventy six percent opportunity share, number six in the entire league. Like that's really hard to come by. So I'm not I'm not I'm not putting that on my bench. And you know, Alvin Kamara, I've got a a pretty good number of spots ahead of of Bijan Robinson this week. So Bijan's heading to the bench for me. Okay. It's a tough we... call. This is a, this is a championship decision, right? Like there's a reason why this team is still alive in week 17 making this call because you've got you've got a uh, an embarrassment of riches at the running back spot. 
Yeah, shout out Primetime Z. Way to put a good squad together, man. Here's one from our guy Albert, uh, Devontae Adams, Michael Pittman Jr., or Rasheed Rice. You got to pick two. Alex, do you have a lean in this one? I love the matchup for Rice. He's been super solid. He feels like a lock to me. Pittman battling that concussion. It looked like he was going to play last week, and then he got on the plane ride, wasn't feeling too good, so he ended up sitting out. Can you play Michael Pittman if active here uh, against uh, Devontae Adams Raiders? It's kind of a a toss-up. I feel like they're really close in a lot of people's rankings. So I have Pittman and Rice as both top 12 options. I think they're great. If Pittman had been concussed this last week, I would probably be a little bit more down on him. Uh, Edwin, yeah. Edwin Pol- I'm not going to say his name right. Uh, uh, injury, no. Porus. Porus, yeah, yeah nailed it. So he had a study uh, where he talked about the post-concussion wide receivers are down, I think, 36% in production their first week. Wow, okay. Uh, but but this is now a week past that. Yes, he was still in protocol, so I don't know if the study still holds. I, I'm still projecting him to be pretty a top six option, to be honest. So I'm sitting out of all of those Devontae Adams uh, which is just feels weird to say, honestly. I know. But when you look at the Colts too, they've actually been a pretty tough matchup against opposing wide receivers over the last month. Third least amount of PPR points they're allowing to the position. So I'm in lockstep with you again here. It's Adams for me that I'm sitting. Eric, where do you go? Sweep it again. Um, Adams is the lowest in my rankings. And the the point that you brought up uh, just a moment ago is is really the one to underscore, right? There was a point where, attacking this Colts secondary on the perimeter was where we were making our bread and butter yes. but over these last few weeks. They've, they've really tightened things up, right? You know, their, their slot corner, Kenny Moore, who, you know, Devonte Adams won't see a ton. He's now leading the team uh, that secondary and catch rate at 79%, but their other two guys, 57 and 67% catch rate. That's pretty tight for a perimeter corner. So I, I think it's probably going to be a bit of a longer day in the office for this Raiders offense in general, and so Adams, in that case, is going to the bench for me. How many times did Aiden O'Connell throw the ball last week? Was it single digits or something? Like it was, it was something crazy. It was next to nothing. Yeah, he didn't complete a pass after the first <laughs> quarter or something, right? Like it. Just... Yeah, it was absurd. They want to, they want to win with defense and running the ball there. That's kind of the identity they're building out there in Las Vegas. So great question, Albert. Uh, I think we're all in consensus here. You're sitting Devonte Adams. Here's a question for our guy Paul Miller, who uh, made the championship this week. Let's see, Phil, his wide receiver two flex and super flex. Wide receiver one is Evans. His choices for his second wide receiver are Noah Brown, Schultz, James. Oh, sorry. Choices for just, I think this is just uh, his players in general. Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, James Conner, Tyrod Taylor, DK Metcalf, Evan Ingram, Demarcus Robinson, Trevor Lawrence. And okay. All right. So. A lot of choices here, Eric. Is there one way you initially go? DK Metcalf was listed on the injury report yesterday, did not practice, but this is always kind of Pete Carroll's like gamemanship. You know what I mean? He, he, he's known to kind of do this, and DK is known to take some veteran rest days in the middle of the week. He feels like an auto star if he's out there for me. Same with Evan Ingram. Um, do you digress at all, and who are you filling those spots for our guy Paul here? Uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, um, if – if Trevor Lawrence is being considered as a super flex, if, if he's available, he, he would be the one to play there pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I would, I would err on the side of DK. I mean, look like the, the injury thing, you know, it's, it's always concerning. We'll, we'll know more after today's practice report comes out. Right. Um, the, the matchup isn't great. You know, he's, he's going to see at least a fair amount, you know, about 40% of his, his routes will be covered by your guy, Joey Porter Jr., who's just been putting the clamps on people all season long, at least the last, you know, seven, eight weeks or so. The the thing with that, though, I mean, this this was the analysis with T. Higgins last week, and, you know, it's only 40% of his routes that are covered by by Porter. Levi Wallace and, and Sullivan in the in the remaining 60%, you know, they, they can be gashed a bit. And, you know, DK Metcalf is obviously, you know, the size, speed, freak athlete type that can take one pass a la T Higgins last week and really make his whole week off of it. So not, not too worried about the matchup. You know, his, his floor is probably a little bit lower, but week in and week out that, that, that ceiling and upside is unreal. So you're going DK in the wide receiver two, Lawrence in the super flex. Who are you firing up in the regular flex form out of the rest of these guys? We got Schultz, Connor, Evan Ingram, 
those with Noah Brown, those are kind of the considerations for our guy Paul here. I'd probably lean towards Connor of this lot. Um, you know, I mean, running backs are a nice way to get floor at your flex position. Connor's role is very well established in this offense. You know, not not the best matchup in the world, but that that volume is is hard to to look the other way from. Alex, where do you go here on this uh, interesting scenario here for our guy Paul Miller? Yeah, so I agree that T Law is the super flex. T Law is looking like he's maybe trending down, or the injury news is worse. I would probably still go to Rod Taylor as the other super flex over yeah. any of the other players. That way, I could play DK as my wide receiver too. And then I, I agree, Connor's probably the flex, but I think Noah Brown's actually pretty interesting. Uh, if you're going for ceiling and Stroud's back this week, it's, I think it was actually, he's officially back this week and officially yeah. just yep. against Tennessee. That's, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't hate uh, Brown there. I have them pretty close in my flex rankings. Uh, I think Connor's safer, right? He's going to touch the ball more definitely. So I think I could go, I would go with either of those guys and they're definitely above Ingram for me against Carolina. And then uh, I'm not Schultz. Same thing is I'd rather take the wide receiver than the tight end. I miss anyone else. Oh, and D R Robinson. I two twos back another week post concussion. I think he's going to take more of his role back from Demarcus Robinson. I am not interested in starting him. Okay. Didn't, uh, didn't Puka just pop up on the injury report today too? Yes. Did I see that? They said he'll play though. I think it's a rest day. Yeah. He, he, he's been hitting that report quite a bit here t- towards the end of these weeks. And it feels like, it's kind of another thing. He takes such a beating with so many targets yeah. during the, the game. They actually just kind of need to give him a day off. So uh, love the question there from Paul. Paul, good luck, man. Thanks so much for tuning in this season with us, dude. Uh, hope you come back this off season. We'll have a lot it, of great guy. content for you as well. Uh, Dave saying, appreciate y'all. Edwin is awesome. Yes, he is, dude. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Big brain motherfucker. So uh, glad to have him back anytime. Here's a, a question for you, Alex, another big brain motherfucker. Uh, I have s- some defensive options, Texans, Chargers, Broncos, or Colts. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, this is this a loaded question here. I don't I don't hate the Colts this week, but they did just yeah. give up negative points uh, if you're playing them last week and a pretty good matchup as well. Where do you lean here uh, for a guy, Amnister? I have the Broncos fourth overall in my defensive rankings right now which i looking at am uncomfortable with and i'll probably lower a little <laughs> bit uh i have them above the chiefs which i would probably play the chiefs over now in hindsight but uh the broncos have been better if you take out the miami 70 point game they've definitely been trending at least in the correct mm-hmm. direction because <laughs> you can't trend much worse than giving up 70 points i suppose uh everything is positive after that but uh, i like their matchup i like the chance that easton sticks gonna throw it uh, the wrong direction i think colts are solid uh, Texans are probably underrated, uh, but interesting as well. It looks like it is going to be Levis, but I'm probably going to go be uh, Broncos here. I think the Broncos against the Chargers probably have the most upside here, Eric. And I would say the Colts are the safest. Like the Raiders don't turn the ball over the way they're playing right now. So I don't see a lot of scoring opportunities for the Colts defense. However, I like, I think that just kind of comes down to what you need here this week. Like if I need safety, if I think I can win my matchup without having a big defensive performance, I'd probably go with the Colts, but otherwise I think I'm with Alex shooting for that upside with Denver. Uh, Where do you fall in this text? Yeah. I mean, upside as a concept for fantasy defenses is kind (laughs) of a wobbly argument, right? I mean, really just the, the scoring slates so heavily towards defensive touchdowns, which are a product of turnovers Um, to your prior question. Aiden O'Connell attempted or completed nine passes. He attempted 20, <laughs> 21 last week. So okay. look, you know, if, if that's the game plan, like that is going to minimize the opportunity to create a turnover. Right. So um, I don't quite have the Broncos as high as Alex. I don't have them at four, but I've got them at seven and they were the way that I would go here against season stick. Okay. I like it. Um, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and let Alex out here and we'll get some more questions with our next guest, but Alex, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Tell the IBT family members where they can find you and best support your work as we head into a new year. Yeah. So you can, you can find pretty much all my stuff, uh, peaked in HS underscore FF on Twitter or peaked in high school on Reddit. Just spell it with a K and not an H like how everyone should spell school. Uh, you'll find me. You just, just type it in. You'll find me all over Google too. 
Hell yeah. Shout out for that name as well for Brand. That's a great name because Clutch. I think we all kind of peaked in high school, if we're being honest. We're sitting here on a Friday afternoon uh, <laughs> talking about fantasy football. So I, I think we definitely peaked, but uh, I, I know you still have a lot more left to offer, Alex. So thanks so much for joining us, man. Good luck to you the rest of this way this season, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. See you guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Let's go ahead and jump into Short Things, Sleepers of the Week. Short Things. It's the Short Things. Sleepers of the week. All right, sure thing. Sleepers of the week. And we are joined by a stallion of an individual. One of my favorite new friends I've made this season. A certified inferno from across the pond. Dynasty hot seat. Mags. Mags, looking good today, man. How are we feeling? My God. Yeah, feeling feeling pretty good. We're 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 almost hitting eight PM over here in the UK. I'm I'm doing this. I'm shooting on a bus. I'm heading into Edinburgh City Center, and I'm I'm getting wasted, guys. So I'm oh, hey, yo. all God. right. Well, I appreciate you making time for the IBT podcast in your pregame. How's the weather over there right now? This time of year, man. I finally saw sunshine for the first time today in like weeks, and it felt great. Yeah, we we. I know whenever I know the sun comes out whenever it's. It's big, big rugby city over here in Edinburgh. So whenever the Six Nations kicks off in February, that's when the sun usually comes out. So I'll not see the sun till about February. So yeah, it's 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 tough sledding. Hey, that's all right. You got a couple pints. You'll be all right tonight. Um, yeah. What's the move tonight? What, what are we feeling? Are we feeling dive bar? Are we going clubbing? What's going on? Man, I'm going. It's actually real fancy. It's it's my fiance's best friend's birthday, so we're heading to a fancy hotel in, in Edinburgh called the Balmoral. You can look it up if you want. Very very nice so we're, we're heading there it's it's proper like get dressed up and things like that so I, I i'll i'll try and be classy although the last time i was in that hotel i got caught in the in the toilets trying to open up a hip flask with my teeth and the guy was very unapproving so yeah. let's hope that doesn't happen again <laughs> well we appreciate making time for us today man any fantasy football championships on the line for you here as we head into week number 17 i got six going okay. for six so yeah. we, we, we had a good year this year. I mean, 20, 20 dynasty leagues made the playoffs, all 20, all oh, 20. Let's go. Let's Absolutely go. delighted. And six finals. So I'm happy enough with that return. It's, you know, that'll do. You get in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a bit of luck. A, a few Amari Cooper blowouts here and there, but we made it into six. So yeah, if I, if I get, if I get two, I'll be delighted. I'll, I'll take two. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. We appreciate that. Uh, let's go ahead and get some questions here but before we jump into some sleepers, if that's all right, Mags. Absolutely, yeah. All right, here we got one from Derek. 10-team, uh, half-point PPR, two flex. He's picking between Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, T. Higgins, and Jaden Reed. Holy hell, this is... All right, we... Whew, okay. I need time to process this. I'm throwing it to Eric first. Eric, what do you got? I'm putting you on the spot. These are some dangerous weapons here. Uh, big time decisions for our guy Derek in this 10 team league. And I'm I'm still processing who all's on the board here. So uh Aaron Jones is the Jones in question. And I guess he's he's the highest rated of this lot, right? Um after that, I'd probably go over to T. Higgins, right? Uh some of this. Some of my rankings for T. Higgins uh, is with Jamar Chase returning baked in there, right? With Chase out there, Chase will draw the Legereus Sneed matchup, which leaves Higgins to kind of run free in the in the Chiefs secondary. So those would be the two. But I mean, these these five are all clustered together in a very annoying fashion. Mags, where do you go here? Because I, I think I am with Eric. I just don't see the upside for Austin Eckler anymore. CH would maybe be the one guy I'm considering here um, that, that we haven't mentioned so far. It looks like potentially no Isaiah Pacheco. It looks like no Jeremy McKinnon. He is on IR right now. The Bengals still being a very friendly matchup to running backs. They've scored and found Pater in 10 of the last 12 matchups against the Bengals. So, so where do you put your chips here? Yeah, I'm eliminating Austin Eckler as well, especially because it's half PPR, right? And that's where Austin Eckler gets gets the majority of his yeah, his, point. his points. So I, I'll take out Eckler. If between you know Jones, I do like him coming back in here. T. Higgins. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs offense has been terrible, but the, the defense has been absolutely lights. I mean, we I think you guys just talked about Aiden O'Connell didn't have a completion in quarters two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean that is that is insane. So I'd be cautious with Higgins. 
I'm giving Jalen Reed a little bit of love as well here, going up against the Vikings, who aren't great against the pass. So I'm actually going, I'm going between Jonesy, H and Reed. If push came to shove, I'd probably just start Aaron Jones. He's the guy I trust the most. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm going Jones. I think he's the one lock for all of us. And I think it kind of comes down to what do you need here in your afternoon slate? Like the good thing is if you have CH and Higgins both ready to go and you can fire one of them up, see what happens in that one o'clock window. And if you need safety, I think CH will be the safer play. Patrick yeah. Mahomes targeting running backs about 17.6% of the time this season. Uh, Chiefs are averaging about a hundred or so rushing yards per game. So I think he gives you a nice floor, but if you need the ceiling, maybe then uh, go T Higgins, but Great question, Derek. Good luck to you, man. Thanks so much for being a big supporter of what we're doing over here this season. Uh, here's one for a guy. Are we saying Jesus or Jesus? How are we pronouncing this here, fellas? It is Christmas. I'm going Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mag saying Jesus. Uh, we, we, we got Eric saying Jesus. I need a quarterback. Do I stick to Tua or take Mayfield? I also have Rashad White and Evans in my lineup as well as Tyreek Hill. Need help. I guess I'll start us off here. Tua is on my sit list this week. He's been QB 22 or worse in five or four of his last five starts. Hasn't been very wow. strong as of late. And then Baker Mayfield. I mean, this guy was, if he didn't need the ball a couple times last week, he was going to have his third straight QB one performance dropped 22.9 points on the saints earlier this season. I'm going Baker and I'm not really thinking twice about it, even though it feels weird to say that mags, where are you on this? Yeah. The, the big thing is you have Tyreek Hill, so any kind of points that Tua might have got you, Hill's probably going to scrape them up anyway. You're going to get that with Tyreek Hill. So I think, yeah, go go with Baker Mayfield. And if, for whatever reason, the, the Dolphins get shut down by by the Ravens, you're you're yeah. not hitting that double jeopardy of, of losing points with Tua and Tyreek. So, yeah, I would definitely go Baker. Eric, where are you at on this? Baltimore has only allowed 13 total touchdowns to opposing signal callers this season. That's five less than everyone else. That is not a lot. That's like less than one touchdown per game. So I have no confidence in Tua this week. Do you? No no confidence in Tua and a surprising amount of confidence in Baker Mayfield. Let Baker bake. My guy's <laughs> yeah. out there just completely cooking, right? Like he's he's got his confidence back. He realizes that he can, you know, he can make these contested throws to Mike Evans largely and see the majority of them come down, right? So like he's letting it spin a la Joe Flacco, right? Just, you know, saying saying YOLO and, and letting it go. So don't don't mind going to to Mayfield here. And also specifically, like, I mean, this Ravens defense is completely nasty. And we saw how they performed against an offense that Mike McDaniels is very familiar with last week in San Francisco, right? So they they've clearly shown an ability to disrupt this Shanahan McDaniel system. And so, I mean, so much of what Tua does is, is to do with timing and anticipation, you know, any of that gets off kilter and it, it can be a long day for the Finns. All right. All right. Uh, here we got Jamie asking with Marquise Brown out, he was his only option. His, is he going ugly Gibson, which I think means Antonio Gibson or Curtis <laughs> Samuel Mags, how do you feel about this one? Because like vibes are just not good around Washington. It was reported Jacoby Brissett was going to get the nod this week, and now he's on the injury report. I, I don't want anything to do with this silliness going on. Samuel's actually on my sit list this week, but it looks like he has to plug his nose and put one of them in his lineup. Who's it for you? Yeah, Curtis Samuel, right? He's got like more of a potential to to kind of explode. I mean, they're playing San Francisco, right? Um, yes. So. They're not great against the pass, actually, what you might expect. I think they're far better against the run than they are against the pass. So if anyone's going to break off a big play and, and score points to you, it's probably going to be Curtis Samuel. I just don't think Gibson's got enough juice to get it done against that run defense of San Francisco. Eric, do you know the status of Chris Rodriguez Jr.? And what? Because if he's out, I feel mm. like it might be a volume play for Gibson. But outside of that, like, God damn, like what's on the waiver wire, Jamie? I I, I, hate, <laughs> yeah. I hate both of these options. Uh, what do you think? What advice can you offer for Jamie here, uh, Eric? I thought I saw that Chris Rodriguez was placed on IR, um, but Brian Robinson is coming off of back-to-back -back limited practices, so he might be back out there to gunk up the works for Antonio Gibson, who wasn't exactly setting the world on fire as it was, so... Yeah. Um, you know, feels feels gross, but I would I would go to Curtis Samuel of these two, assuming that you know this is the uh, 
the pick of the litter that you have available to you. All right. All right. I'm looking at the waiver wire for whatever the hell I can find. Like, I think I might play Darius Slayton over these guys. Like, I'm going deep. I, I, I really don't think I can stomach any Washington commanders this week outside of uh, Terry McLaurin there. Uh, Jamie says it's a deep dynasty league, so nothing on the waivers outside yeah. of the top 340 player. All right. Good. Wow. T's and P's. T's and Curtis, P's, Jamie. Curtis Samuel is definitely a top 340 player, so yeah. that would be where I would go if you're looking at Curtis Samuel <laughs> or 341, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we got Jesus saying, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. We got Derek saying, thanks, guys. Appreciate the insight. And sure. Joey Wright back in the chat saying, Seth, the stash is still going strong. 100% stunner. Trying, man. I'm trying. You know, I get mixed results. I, I go to my family's Christmas dinner. I got my little cousin saying, you look weird with a mustache. Said, hey, Dude. fuck off. You're nine. I don't care what you yeah. think. You're going to take advice from a nine-year-old, my guy? What does he know about a mustache? I, I will say, I might have to transition to what Mags has going on over there. You're going with the under and the over. I don't know Ooh. what that look is. I like it, Mags. That's a strong statement there. Yeah, I got one of those. It was at the barber. I got my hair cut like last week. And the guy was like, do you want me to fix up the beard? And I was like, have at it. And he got the whole like the hot towel, the whole lot. It was great. Ooh, you know? I like yeah. it. I like That's it. Good. Might uh, make a trip over over the pond there just to look, link up with your barber, man. He's doing a good job over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max, let's go ahead. Let's shift into some short things, sleepers of the week, so we don't upset your wife or girlfriend as, as you guys uh, <laughs> transition into your evening over there. Uh, who are you feeling? Who's someone that you might be uh, throwing a little dart out out at uh, outside the top 30 at wide receiver or running back or outside the top 15 at QB or tight end? By the skin of my teeth, I got this, Seth. i got to tell you. I'm so go. close. Running back 31 is, is Javante Williams at the Denver Broncos. I think this is this is a pretty good pick here for, for a number of reasons. Obviously, the main one, we think, no Russell Wilson. They've got a new quarterback that's going to come in. You'd think they're probably going to rely more on the run, and Javante Williams, if anything else, is an absolute hammer that can consistently run the ball. Chargers as well. One of the worst in the league for allowing rushing touchdowns. So that right away is positive signs for Javante Williams. They're not great against the run in general as well, are the Chargers. So again, more upside for him. And the biggest thing, he already did it last month. He already put up 20 points in them just last month. Yeah. The same player. And now he's in a much better situation. So for me, it just like was was kind of obvious, right? He's going to get 10 points. Maybe the guy that just got 20, he's in a better situation right now. Yeah, I don't mind Javante all this week. I was actually surprised that so many of the consensus rankers throughout the industry had him so low this week. He hasn't been spectacular. We've been fading him kind of coming into the last couple of weeks, but I think this is a smash spot for Javante Williams. I think he sees a little more uh, in the receiving game as well. So I'm with you there, Mags. And looks like Jamie's saying, yo, what up, man? I recognize the accent from yes. Dynasty Hot Seat. Love the show. Wish I could yes, catch sir. more of your live podcasts. What's the handle over here on YouTube? Let's shout it out real quick. What is it uh, for everyone new who hasn't uh, come across your your content before? Yeah, just go search up Dynasty Hot Seat. We're not actually not actually put an episode in a while. I've been been sort of got that dreaded sort of Christmas winter flu. So yes, I uh, put an episode in, in a couple of weeks, so I'm just getting right back in it now. But if you're looking for, especially if you're looking for these 2024 rookie content, go check it out. There's there's a lot coming, a lot coming. So yeah, go search up Dynasty Hot Seat, and, and we'll get you sorted. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Eric, where are you going with your sure thing sleeper of the week? Going a little bit deeper this week. I'm um, going to go back to the well with, with Josh Downs. Um, you know, this was a player that as of a month and a half ago or so mm-hmm. was absolutely, you know, setting the, the fantasy world on fire. He's, he's come back to earth a little bit here, here recently, but his, his role in the offense hasn't really changed all that much, right? He's, He's still out on the field for you know 75, 80. Last week, 93% of routes. Um, you know, saw 25 or 26% of uh, the target share in that game. Granted, you know, we're expecting Pittman to return this week, but even when Pittman's out there, you know, Downs is still pushing for you know high teens, low 20s uh, target rate in in terms of his you know his piece of the offense. And this this. The, uh, the Raiders secondary is pretty nifty, right? You know, Downs is a slot receiver. Nate Hobbs plays the vast majority of the slot coverage for the Raiders. So he'll see the overwhelming share of his routes covered by, by Nate Hobbs, who's allowing a 77% catch rate. So, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy that's down into, you know, nearly 50 
in the wide receiver ranks. I, I like him to cobble together a few extra catches this week, thanks in large part to Hobbs's coverage, and get past that double-digit mark. I really hope you're right, because I, I sat Joe Flacco last night for Gardner Minshew. Ooh. I I did not want to do it, but I was scared. and uh, I mean, so I'm not mad I'm, at the choice. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm, I'm hoping you are right, Eric. I'll round us out here on today's episode with my sure thing sleeper of the week for championship weekend. It's Rashid Shahid. Uh, saw nine targets last week, and we're finally seeing like less Taysom Hill in this offense, which is a bummer mm. if you've been rostering Hill. But Derek Carr now finally kind of taking command here. Threw it 40 times last week. Last time they saw the Buccaneers, threw it 37 times. And they've been a top 10 matchup for wide receivers over the past month. Have tightened up a little bit, but still allowing the fourth most uh, receiving yards to the position in that span, about 187 per game. So there's plenty to go around for Shahid. I think he's an upside play here. He has three wide receiver one performances. The floor is low, and that's kind of what you have to stomach here. But in your championship matchup, you're shooting for upside. So I'm going to go Rashid Shahid and... uh, See what happens. Fuck around and find out. So uh, that'll do it, I think, for uh, Sure Thing Sleepers of the Week and the episode. Mags, I can't thank you enough for making time for us today, man. Tell us how we can one more time support you, everything you have going on, and uh, w- w- what's good here in 2024 over on your channel. Yeah, come come check the, the channel out on, on YouTube to search up Dynasty Hot Seat. You can find it on X at Dynasty Hot Seat. You can follow myself. If you want to have a just look at what I'm saying as well, at Hot Seat Mags. The main focus starting, you know, as soon as these championships are over, 2024 rookie content. We've already got three rookie mock drafts up already. So you can see what people are thinking already about these players. You know, some hugely different drafts now. Always interesting to compare what people say now and what people say at the end. And you better believe I'm keeping all the data and we're going to to have a wee chart and we're going to have a little graph and we're going to see how high people go and how low people go. So... It's going to be real good. You don't want to miss it. So make sure you're checking out the Dynasty Odyssey. Love to hear it, man. And this is a really interesting time because we're seeing a lot of opt-outs right now. We're seeing people declaring or coming back. And, you know, the running back position, I'm seeing some people sweating in some of my leagues right now, sending out some offers for some veteran running backs because this RB class is not really what we thought it was going to be just a couple of weeks ago. So make sure you guys are tuning in with Mags over there at the Dynasty Hot Seat and checking out all his content. Eric, tell us one more time how we can best support you pros with joe's green screens media everything you have cooking man yeah i feel like the ibt family to this point is well aware of the college basketball craziness we're doing over at green screens media so since we are in championship week since we had a championship contender in alex korf on earlier just want to shout out the charity league at pros with joe's on twitter we are still raising money for our championship fundraiser it will either go to Alex's charity, which is Engineers Without Borders, or to our very own Bo Big Times charity, No Kid Hungry. Both are fantastic causes. So if you get over to Pros with Joe's on Twitter, it's pinned there in the bio. Uh, you know, crack open the wallets, giving season, right? Whatever you can spare goes a long way with, with any of these organizations. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Make sure you guys are uh, supporting Pros with Joe's, everything going on over there. And thanks so much for tuning in with us. We'll have one more Friday episode next week. Um, But until then, good luck here. Put any more uh, questions you have in the comments and we'll answer those after the fact here. Um, But good luck this weekend. Enjoy your New Year's. We'll see you in 2024. Until then, you know what to do, baby. Keep it in between.